0: We are on Ksubis Amabe Amabay 65b as we begin the 6th parak, the 6th chapter of Ksubis. We begin with the opening Mishnah. Our Mishnah continues with the discussion as with regards to uh, what does the hu- husband have, which jurisdiction does the husband have over his wife. What does he receive from his wife? And some of the cases here are in fact repetitive. We have gone through some of these cases already on Menvavim Beis about uh, twenty blah twenty weeks ago, uh, and so some of this is a review, um, but some of this is also new. The Gemara will ask, why is it that we are mentioning uh, the beginning part, which we already discussed? But essentially, this is what we already discussed that anything that the wife finds or any money that she makes while working that is given to the husband why is this so anything that she does when working so that was a takana that was a decree by the rabbis that the husband has an obligation to support his wife to provide her with food with sustenance and in exchange for that he will receive uh, her earnings what she makes he will receive uh, her earnings why does she he receive anything she finds so to that, the Gemara explains that it's also a rabbinic decree to make sure that there is no uh, fighting. We don't want there to be uh, increased uh, eva, fighting, hatred towards one another. And so therefore we say if she makes some things, so then the husband is the one who has to support the family, is taking responsi- for the financial responsibility for the family, and so therefore anything she finds goes to her husband. Next case, V'Yerushasa <laughs> Uh what does this mean so two explanations within rashi either let's say she receives a large inheritance while they're married so then that is given uh he the, the the husband is allowed to um use it he doesn't own it but he's allowed to use it um while they're married um alternatively it means that if she dies so then uh he inherits from her which is a whole separate uh, discussion. When he inherits from her, it's true that he inherits from her. There's a discussion whether this is on a biblical level or on a rabbinic level. There's some opinions that say that on a biblical level, he will inherit from her. And he will receive it from her even before any other, uh, any, any other uh, relatives. It won't go to the children, it won't go to the parents. It will go to her husband. He's the first one in line to receive the inheritance. Uh, and that would be on a biblical level, according to that position. Others say that no, it's really just on a rabbinic level, that on a biblical level, inheritance is transferred to blood relatives, not to a spouse. Uh, on a rabbinic level, we say that it's given over to a spouse. So that could be what that means. Okay, so hu'olchel peiros Um And so, uh, anything that's brought into the marriage, he is allowed to benefit from. It's not his necessarily, but he's allowed to benefit from it. Okay. That is all the cases. Those are different cases that is the first part of the Mishnah. Well, we will discuss now for the rest of the Mishnah is what happens if she is injured. What happens if somebody injures her? If somebody uh, uh, physically uh, injures her, so then where does the money go to? Does it go to him? Does it go to her? So, just as a, a little bit of an introduction, and we've discussed this in the past, if one person is physically yeah. injured by another, so there are really five different forms of payment to consider, okay? Those five payments are nezek or pagam, which is uh, the lowering of her, va- of her or his value, uh, that if a person gets injured, so then how much would they be sold in the market to work before the injury versus after the injury, if it decreases, so then uh, the mazik, the one who injures, would have to pay for that. So that is called Pigam in our Mishnah. Uh, what else would he have to pay for? For boshes, the embarrassment involved. He would have to pay for the embarrassment. He would have to pay for the pain that's incurred when one hits, so then that causes pain. Have to pay for the ripui, the doctor's fees. And would have to pay for uh, the lack of work, sheves, not being able to work. Now, our Mishnah only discusses two out of those five. So before we even begin our Mishnah, what about the other three? So we'll first discuss the other three, and then we'll discuss the two that are discussed in our Mishnah. So what about Shevas? What about not being able to work? So according to most of the uh, commentators, uh, the Shavas, not being able to work, that impacts him. He is the one who receives um, her income, what, what she makes. That's given over to him. And since that's giving over to him, so therefore, uh, that shevis, the lack of being able to work, uh, that uh, that has to be given over whatever uh, money she lost out on because she wasn't able to work. So then that's given to the husband because the husband is the one who usually receives that. Now, it's interesting to note that according to some commentators, this is not so simple because we could view, we could view the whole situation as though uh, really it's given to the wife and then the wife has to transfer it to the husband. And if that's the case... So then maybe the one who damages would really have to give it to the wife and not to the husband, but that's really uh, a separate point. So anyways, Shef is, according to most opinions, not being able to work is given to the husband because he's the one who receives the money anyways. What about tsar, pain? So again, most of the commentators agree that when it comes to pain, she's the one who uh, was pained by the situation, is in pain, and therefore the money should go to her. That seems to be uh, according to most. What about the doctor's fees? So when it comes to the doctor's fees, there's a difference of opinion as to whether the doctor's fees is given uh, to the husband because the husband is the one who's responsible to pay for the doctor's fees. So therefore, maybe we should give it to the husband or or perhaps we give it directly to the doctor. We don't give it to the husband. We We don't give it to the wife in a situation where one damages one person but somebody else is taking responsibility to care for that person and will pay for the medical bills. So then in that case, according to some... Uh, we would just pay the person who causes damage would pay directly to the doctor. Okay, so those are the three out of the five cases which are not even discussed in our Mishnah, but it is discussed by the Rishonim, by the earlier commentators. So again, Sheves not being able to work that goes to him to the husband. A Tsar the pain is given is given to her the amount of pain, the the price on the pain, and then also the doctor's fees. There's a question as to whether that whether that's given. To the husband or whether that's given to the... Uh, because he has to pay for it or to the doctor directly. What about when it comes to embarrassment and to her value? Her value goes down in terms of work. So, boshto pagam according to the first opinion, that is given entirely to her. She is the one who's embarrassed. She is the one where her value goes down, giving entirely to her. We give it to her. That is the first opinion. The second opinion says not so fast. Rabbi Yehuda, remember, say, Omer... She vlo she galoi, vlo Rabbi Yehuda ben Besera says that no, they divide it between the two of them, and perhaps this is a, a rabbinic decree that's part of the uh, the marriage and the contract of the marriage. Uh, that if she, she is uh, physically injured and she's embarrassed, well, he's also the husband is also somewhat embarrassed. Uh, he's part of the situation. He's embarrassed and not that in every case where somebody's injured and some relative is embarrassed do you have to pay all the relatives, but specifically between husband and wife where they are uh, have this uh, this this closeness and this connection, the rabbi's decreed that uh, the husband would get receive a part of it and so therefore if it's done and hidden uh, and not out there, so therefore he's not as embarrassed. so then two-thirds uh, go to her one-third goes to him. But if it's uh, done in public, so then there's increased uh, embarrassment, and therefore uh, two-thirds would go to him and one-third would go to the wife. That is what Rabbi ben Becerra says. Now the mission just concludes and says, That um, anything that's given to him, that the mazik, the one who damages, is given to him, to the husband, we give it right away. Anything that's given to her, as we mentioned before, it's given to her, then. So then, the husband has the rights to use to use it, and therefore, if any money is given to her, she would have to create a situation where he could use it. I.e., uh, he would, she would have to purchase land, and then the husband is able to use that land. It's very that's your typical example of where the husband is able to use her objects is when it's land. So then he could plant, he could uh, make benefit, he could profit from the produce, and so therefore he would, she would have to buy land. Okay, that is the Mishnah. So again, just a quick review of the Mishnah. The Mishnah first discusses various cases which we've already dealt with. The fact that anything she finds or any work that she makes, she makes money off of work that's given to the husband that we discussed. uh, The fact that the husband inherits from her, whether that's on a biblical level or a rabbinic level. And then we discussed uh, what happens if she is physically um, injured by somebody else. So there's five different categories. and We went through the different categories. Two of the categories are found in the Mishnah the other three categories are found amongst the commentators, and so we discussed that as well. Now, it's important to note that the Rambam, Maimani says that if, God forbid, the husband uh, causes physical injury to his wife, so then he doesn't receive anything, uh, all of that money would be given over to his wife. Yeah, Of course, he he, he should not be receiving anything in that case. We'll, we'll read just the beginning part of the Gemara. The Gemara essentially asks, uh, well, the first two cases we already know about. The concept of mitzia of the things... Anything she finds goes to the husband or anything that uh, she makes from working goes to the husband. We already had this. It was a Mishnah earlier. So it says, uh, Why do we have it in our Mishnah? It's already a Mishnah earlier. That the father has various uh, rights and jurisdiction over his daughter, including the fact that anything she finds goes to the father. Any, any money she makes, again, goes to the father. Again, we're talking about a girl under the age of 12. And the Mishnah says, and says, that if the husband gets married, so then he also has uh, these, he, these various rights uh, in addition to others, but he also has these various rights. So why, why do we have our Mishnah? So the Gemara answer is, we need it for, the, for the, really the end of the Mishnah. You're right, we don't need it for the beginning of the Mishnah. We only need it for the end of the Mishnah. The cases of where she's injured, there's physical injury. Placed upon her, and we, we we want to teach us about the argument. Plucked to teach us about the argument between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanan in terms of whether she receives everything or whether the husband also receives part of the payment for the for the embarrassment and for her value going down um, in the market in terms of in terms of working. Um, so that that's the Gemara and that's the uh, end of the Daf of Sanhchem Bay 65b, and we'll continue with this Gemara. In next week's recording with Samach Vav, Aminav, 66.